deleted that recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll wait. Wait on you, man. I'm ready to do it again. All right, ready. Clap sync in three, two, one. Oh, you're Lord. fucking terrible. Are we doing it on one or the beat after one? Jeez. Okay, we're doing it on one. Then start from five. All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right ready? Five, four, you slowly, you three. Leave. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Fuck that it, was, we're good. That's the best one we got. <laughs> <laughs> you go too slow, it's like I gotta try to anticipate it. Alright, All right, guys. Four, three, two, one. <laughs> I did. I thought we were doing it. <laughs> Alright, guys. Let's do right. this. Oh, okay. And we are doing podcast number two, so I have an intro ready. All right, here we go. And the intro is, welcome everybody to... Oh, my bad, I hit my desk right now. Fuck. <laughs> welcome. <All right. laughs> that reminds All me right. of Bruce Almighty. Here we go. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, I'm going to do my, my intro, and I'm going to count myself out. All right, ready? Three, two, one. All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to Steel Noobs Podcast. And no, your princess is not in this castle; she's in another fucking castle. Get the fuck on out of here! Today, I'm joined by Willie, aka Willie Haynes, and Moon, aka Moon Boots. Da. And I am your main attraction, the main host that everybody comes in here to see. I am Sir Ulysses of Gaming Ulysses, and this is the Steel Noobs Podcast. And we all have six-inch jigs. I know it's not, it's, it's a natural size. Just, all right, we, we ain't big here. Just let's let that happen. All right. And you're, today. But you're Mexican. Yours is going to be bigger. I'm saying six inches to make the other people who are smaller feel better about themselves. Oh, really. All okay. right. We don't okay. need to tell everybody okay. we have 10 inch dicks. Okay. okay. All right. I was just being <laughs> honest. Anyway. Uh, all right, and today and today we're gonna do a different format. We're gonna have like an intro conversation, then we're gonna go to Moan section, my section, and then Willie's section. Then we're gonna have like an ending conversation. So the conversation we're starting off with today is microtransactions. What they do to the gaming community? What kind are we talking about, and how they would work? So the first one I want to talk about is pay-to-win microtransactions. And how they affect the gaming community. Anybody have any thoughts on that before I rip them apart? I really just want to hear your thoughts. I I don't I don't enjoy pay-to-win games, to be honest with you. Now, no. I, I I like the fact that you can buy skins for stuff like uh, guns and all that, just cosmetics. But to be better at the game and that you have to pay for it, nah. No, thank you. All right, my thing on pay-to-win transactions is, I mean, as long as it's not an online game where you're playing with other players that the game is based on skill, I'm okay with it. If you want to play a single-player game and you want to have like, oh, I want all the add-ons and everything right off the bat, so I'm OP in the game, that's good for you. If you want to be better at the game without actually being better at the game, go for it. That's all you. When it goes to online, I think the best one is that 
kind of encompasses this is Battlefield when they have those upgrade packs where you can upgrade your class to max by paying an extra couple bucks instead of grinding it out through levels. I hate that shit. But in a single player game, fuck it, go for it. Do all you want to do. Have fun with that shit. Fuck Ed and Eddie here. You can't play the game. Apparently, clearly, you can't play it if that's what you want to do. Any, any, any other thoughts, guys? No, I agree. You, I, well, well, I was just gonna say I agree. You, I already, for one, I already bought your goddamn game. Why should I give you more money just to make myself feel better about you know having better equipment that I clearly didn't even try for? Yeah. All right. The next, uh, the next thing about microtransactions and these paid to pay to play kind of things is paying for skins and loot boxes. I am strongly against these things. These things are little addict creators, little gambling creators. Because it happened to me. When Overwatch first came out, I was an addict to these things. I, But the thing is, I saw myself becoming an addict. I stopped at $60. I'm like, the fuck am I doing? I'm buying skins. Granted, all the sexy skins were not like easily attainable. You had to actually pay loot boxes to get them. I wanted the sexy Widowmaker, sexy May. I, I, I very much sexualized all the characters there because I'm like, ooh, damn, that character looks good in that. Ooh, girl, you rocking. I want to play with you in that, and I don't mind staring at that ass. That's just me. Yeah, I, but, uh, me, personally, I I think it's good for a game to have skins uh, that you pay for. I also think that you should have some skins that you don't have to pay for for getting XP like in Fortnite. I can't tell you how much money I've spent on that game. But I think that they should have skins that are free as you progress through XP. And uh, I think I think it just keeps the game fun. It keeps the game. It keeps people interested in the game, in my opinion. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I like I like. The fact that you could buy skins for your person or your weapons. Moon. Uh, I I agree with Willie. I they're not for one. They're not forcing you to buy this stuff, but they do make it um hard to resist for sure. Because I'm I'm right up there with Willie. I've spent a ton of money on Fortnite skins and that's literally all it is is just something to look at um there definitely should be some cool skins that are free like he said because you should reward reward your player base for playing your game a little bit better than you know these kind of basic designs because then you're just kind of treating your fans as basic players and not anything that you think is special and and you know some some games actually do that and i applaud them for that like uh i don't know if you actually get any skins for the silver battle pass to on uh fortnite i don't think you actually do i think you get some emotes and some sprays and a little bit of v bucks but you don't actually get skins from the silver tier battle pass the fuck's a silver tier battle pass? If you don't buy the gold battle pass, that's what you have. Are oh, you talking about the free battle pass? Yes, that's the silver tier. Oh, and I'm you buy the gold today. tier. I just too. thought it was the free battle pass. 
I that's mean, I thought, yeah, too. but it's but if you look at it, it's silver. But that's besides the point. I, I got you. Um, yeah, yeah. They should definitely, definitely, more games get in on the whole rewarding your player base for playing your game as much as you do, and give them some some skins instead of making them pay for it. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I can see it that way. I just don't like it. I don't like the going to the item shop and seeing that there's these skins that, ooh, that looks cool, I want it. And I have to pay five bucks for it or like something minute like that. And it's just, well, I really work hard for these five bucks and I don't want it just to look cool. I mean, you gotta, you gotta give me a little bit more, whether it be like XP boost or something like that. Like, I feel like if they sell cosmetics they should also come with xp boost or some kind of like in-game currency hookup just to make it that much more special and that much more digestible than what it really is right now yeah i agree and some some games some games do it better than others like call of duty um they have loot boxes that you can buy and open skins and stuff like that but their emotes and their skins just aren't um, as flashy as some of the other other people. Like like you said, Overwatch and Fortnite, and it's just not it, it's not it's not as uh, good to look at as some of the other games. And I think a lot of games should start jumping on that wagon because that that's a that's a big money maker right there for especially a free game like Fortnite. It is absolutely free to play unless you want to buy skins and emotes and gun skins. That's where they make their money. That and battle passes. Uh, there is one game that that I love to play, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. And um, the way that they do their, their skins and whatnot is that you earn in-game currency for winning or losing a match. I mean, obviously it's less for losing, but you know, you can, you can get up to about, I don't know, a couple hundred in, in game currency, but the really cool stuff, you know, is up upwards of 50,000 of their currency, which is called renown. And at least that way you can build up enough currency just by playing the game to earn, earn things. I mean, you're going to grind out a lot of time. But at least you're getting something for it. It's cool skins and whatnot. Although they do have this this one, uh, like, epic skins or whatever that you do actually have to pay for. But, again, that's on your own choice. But I, I like the way that they do it is by just... There's an in-game currency that you can uh, be awarded. And you just bank them up so you get what you want. See, I and think, that's... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just think Fortnite should maybe uh, adopt that kind of thinking too. Like maybe maybe give out you know, X amount of V bucks for first, second, third, and maybe just like two for playing. That's that's what I was gonna say. I think Fortnite should adopt that because that makes. Uh, I mean, getting V bucks when you win, you, you just beat out a hundred people just beat out 99 people and you get XP for it. Like, come on. You, a little bit more than XP. is You should be rewarded for that. 
and and depending on how long your how old your um your uh profile is on there your account maybe maybe you should get a, a, a more than somebody that just started and and won maybe the more the longer that you play the more you get per win or they do like a daily login rewards like they do for most mobile games you log into fortnite once twice three times every time you log in you get like a little login bonus and they, they have, do that. They would, they would have but, to cut that down to like one a day, though. One but, login but bonus. But the thing a is, day. they do that, but it's for Save the World. It's not for online. Probably should do that for online. It'd be a great way to bring in more people to play. Like, it gives more people a reason to play yeah. their game. Because if there's no, like, if it's just because you're going to play Battle Royale and you don't want to deal with the trials of losing. 30 matches just to get that one win. I understand. But if they add that login bonus and you have to play one game at least to to get that bonus, win or lose, hey, there we go. Or like like first daily win bonus or top 50 bonus, top 25 bonus, yeah. top three, top five, all that good stuff kind of bonuses. That's understandable. Because in general, just having a victory royale isn't as satisfying as it really should be in any yeah. game. Not in Apex Legends. Yeah, not anymore. Uh, it's not. It used to be super satisfying, but now it's just like, okay, now I just got to jump back in and do it again. For what? For XP. To get pissed That's off? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be something where, like, oh, you won. You beat 99 people or 59 people or whatever you were playing and got to be like... Yeah, I did. And then it's like, oh, here's a here's a free skin box. It's like a random skin for the game. Or here's this. Just having XP and, you know, a chance to win something. And um, give them a, yeah, give us a loot box. Like, if all those games decide you win a match, you get a loot box. Yeah. That'd be way more satisfying than you win a match. Jump in again. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100%. Moon? Well, yeah, I think I, I agree. But then you also got to think of the fact of all these pros who play and win like 50 games a day. Well, that, but like, that's, you're going to have a lot of people bitching about good. that. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. I mean, they put in the time, and the effort to be good, then they should be rewarded. But you're going to get these people that just bitch about it all the time. It's like, well, then why don't you put in the time and the effort to be that good? Yeah. You know, or you get, even you reap what you sow. Yeah. And it's the thing about the world, like everybody wants everybody to feel included and win, but at the same time, we got to let people know, hey, not everyone's a winner, but that doesn't mean give up. I mean, it's the people that lose a hundred times and have the most satisfaction when they win that once, not the person that wins every day. The winning's just going to get stale and he's going to get bored. It's those people that barely win that are going to keep playing. I had, And I had another idea to branch off from that. Say you get a certain set amount for winning a game. Yeah. But you get an extra for getting, like, if you get five kills in a game, you get a certain amount of points. Uh, and then the next one's at 10 and then 15. It just the, it would lead people to play more aggressive if they have that incentive to be aggressive and get kills. Well, see, everyone. That's why they stopped doing that health and and whatever on kills is because everyone was bitching about how aggressive the game was. 
I'm sorry. He cut out. Yeah, he cut out. I'm, I'm so lost. Uh, the whole being aggressive thing, that's, that's why Fortnite um, got rid of the health and the materials on kills is because a yeah. ton of people were bitching about how aggressive everyone was playing. Get good, kid. That's all I got to say. Yeah, just... Just learn. build, lol. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just so... I, you know what? Here, I, I this is kind of a little bit off topic, but I'm also insanely tired of people that just bitch about something being OP when they've not even put forth the effort to try and find a counter to their problem. Like, if, if I can't figure it out on the first try, it, it's OP. It's not fair. It's like, well, no, you just... The other guy clearly, for one, outplayed you or figured the game out faster than you, and you don't right. want to... You want a game that's so straightforward, you don't have to think about a goddamn thing. Like How would they you just actually put in, in the effort and learn the game? They just put in that proximity grenade launcher in Fortnite, and... When you watch the the initial video, it looks like it's OP. But then when you get into game, it's like, dude, it only does like 70 damage, number one. Number two, it does not destroy your builds at all unless they shoot like two or three of them. And by then, you're already built a massive fucking mansion. And it's just... Like what you said, people just, instead of going out and finding a counter, they just say, oh, that's OP, take it out. Take it out of the game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I agree that all that does make sense. Finding counters to a game is the best part about a game is finding a way to beat a boss and all that. One thing that really does piss me off in a game is Destiny status, where... You pay 60 bucks and you get a base game and have to pay another $100 for the extra DLCs of the game. DLCs have become basically a reason for companies to give you shit quality games. And like, oh, hey, you know, you didn't like this game here, but we have all these DLCs here that will make it better in the future. Just keep keeping it. Keep giving us your money that's all we need just give us that money 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 yeah i want that money what like all right guys cool you already took 60 bucks off of me why do you need another 60s for i can have an extra 10 hours of the game when the original base game i paid 60 bucks for was if any two to three of actual gameplay maybe five of cutscenes and two in the menu trying to figure this shit out like what 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 kind of thought is that that's something that I've found that Ubisoft is very good at. Not not making you pay for extra, but they give you a game that is awesome. Like the, the Assassin's Creed franchise. They did very well with Assassin's Creed. The Ezio trilogy was the best trilogy that they've, they put out not the best game, I Black Flag, my opinion, but the DLC in Assassin's Creed just added more to the game. It wasn't like 25%, it was like f- maybe 10-15% of the game because they just had a great story that they didn't need to add a bunch of shit. They just a couple another hour or two of 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 uh gameplay but it still was 
it was still a great uh a great dlc to get and i think ubisoft has done a a great job of uh at least in that in the assassin's creed series of dlc yeah, I, I was going to say, I finally remember the Ezio uh, collection. Those were some really, really good games. And I felt when I played them, I felt like I, I played a complete game and it really didn't need any more. Is Moon cutting out for all of us? Uh, yeah, he's me? cutting out for me too. Most of the time I can understand oh him, God. but that, that time I couldn't. Yeah. yeah I heard Ezio Trilogy. Was, was this better? Great. I don't know. Just go ahead and talk <laughs> about SEO again. Um. Oh, geez, what was I saying? Something about how it, it just—I—I I really liked the Ezio collection. It was a, a great series, and um, I felt like I played a complete game, and it didn't need anything extra. Uh, yeah, Ubisoft is a great example of doing that that model while still being successful like they did it with division two division two i played i love that game it has a lot to it and these episodes they're adding just add so much more to it same thing goes for far cry um well rainbow six they kind of did that but i think they botched it a little bit in the beginning but they really bounced back um definitely the assassin's creed games they give you a base game that I played Odyssey, and Odyssey took me about somewhere between 40 and 60 hours to complete. And then after that, they start releasing all the DLC, and I'm going, oh, fuck, Dad, that's an extra six hours of gameplay per DLC. On top of that, they give you more side missions and more quests. No, I'm good, son. You guys are are spoiling us for whatever. So they're doing it right by giving you a great game in the beginning and then finishing off with great DLC in the end and just telling you guys, look, we love what we do. We love the games we create. Just we want you guys to enjoy it. But like they know, they know we know that these games aren't cheap to make. So we still have to pay a little more for it. And you know, I don't mind as long as I get quality like that. Yeah. I don't want no Destiny model where they give me a shit game and shit DLC. I want good game, good yep. DLC. Yep. It goes hand in hand, and it makes your company a much more uh, positive outlook on the gaming industry. They've done so much now that. They've kind of made up for when they were they were they had the 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 stereotype of like they first released games since as buggy as incomplete, but now they're kind of fixing that in a sense where games aren't as buggy or incomplete. They're finished with great DLCs coming on after that. So yeah, Bun, uh, Ubisoft is a great example of all that. I was about to say Bungie, which no, they are they are eating shit sandwiches right now with everything they're doing. Yeah, I mean, the, a great example of that Ubisoft was definitely Rainbow Six Siege. If you look back on like their beta days or like season, like the very first base game, as compared to where it is now, it, it, it's such a massive jump. Like it was even back when I started playing back in uh, let's see, it was uh, Operation Health when they didn't release any new characters or maps or anything, all they did was focus on fixing their game for an entire season. That's And that's what I think a lot of games should do, too, is maybe, you know, if you're having so many problems, how about you just, you know, take a step back, fix your game, and then go back to adding more content. Agree. 
I agree too that that totally makes sense. Ubisoft did know the problem they had with R6 and fixed it up. Yeah, and you know that's the way they did it. Far Cry 5, they had a great campaign, a great game, great way to do it. And all the DLCs they released for that, the Mars, the Zombies, forgot the other one they had. They had one more. I can't remember. Vietnam. Either way, Vietnam, thank you. Those were great add-ons. They were, you know, they were a little short, four hours each to five to six. But the game itself is fun no matter what. It, it, it didn't need the DLC. They just added it because they know, like, well, we want to keep this game alive. We want to keep the Far Cry name from becoming a bank of memory. Uh, like like most games do, maybe uh, Ubisoft is a great. It, it's becoming a, a much better fo- gamer focused company than they were before. Even though they did have great games you're in the beginning, they were more company focused. Like, oh, we gotta make profits. Now they're like, what's up? You're starting to cut out. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a lot of technical difficulties in this episode. Yeah, for all the audio listeners or all our listeners in general, we are chatting through Discord and sometimes none of our internets work at times. So you could be hearing our full conversations because we, you know, download all the audio to me and then I fix it and whatnot. It still sucks that, you know, I'm cutting out and I don't understand they're cutting out and I don't understand their conversation, but you guys can listen to it and we have to like play memory read with this shit. Yeah. So bear with us while we try to get everything in like that that niche, that night nice tight seal that we all want. Well, I think I think I think this section is really good about all we we brought out a lot of good topics, a lot of good ways about microtransactions, pay to play, pay to win, pay for skins, all that. So now let's all jump into the moon. Okay. Reviewing games, cool. Uh, one of them I would like to talk about is called Acid Spy, and I uh, I randomly found this one on Steam. Uh, just some some basic indie game. I, I should honestly have looked up the developer and whatnot. That probably would have been a good thing to know. I'll re- remember that for next time. But um, it, it's a super simplistic game. You're just running around a room trying to shoot dudes before they can see you. Because if they see you, you're pretty much dead in one shot, and they're and they don't miss. Um, you can sprint, uh, slide, jump, like double jump off walls and stuff. But you're basically just running through levels, shooting dudes, and there's not a whole heck of a lot of deep story to it. You're basically just trying to find some kind of acid technology, I guess. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun. I like it the a lot. The art style, the gameplay, anything else that would make it more appealing or they need to focus on? Um, the art style is really cool. It's very neon. Uh, there's a lot of neon, actually, but I, I like it. It, it doesn't hurt, the, hurt your eyes. Um, it's very colorful. It's easy to understand. Um... Oh yeah, it has some really, really cool music too. Uh, one thing that they probably could have worked on is having a little bit more story to it. Like, there's really not much there other than running around and and um, shooting agents. Um, there actually is one level that I've been stuck on for a while, 
and I think maybe it could have used some better better playtesting through one of these mazes that you, you have to like jump through lasers and whatnot and I, I think it could have been could have been done better for people who aren't super quick and good at All right. platformers other than that, it's a fun game, and I'm enjoying playing it. What would be your rating for it? And what, what would that be? Uh, give it a try. Uh, by what, what would that? I'd give detail? it a seven out of ten. Let's see. Well, on Steam right now, it's ten dollars. So for ten bucks, I'd say try it out for sure. Try it out. No more than what? What do you mean? No more. Like, what would be the the limit? Like, if they raise the price, what would be the price? Oh, I then? would. I would not go above ten dollars. So it's at a good I mean, price for what you're getting. I think it is. Yeah. Right. It's, chall- it's challenging enough to for for ten bucks. Sweet. Okay. Uh, so so I can I can I get in there on on uh, a game that I'm really really having a great great time with. So here as of late, I get on these these movie binges where I get a series of movies and I'm like, shit, I got to watch all of them, like Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, shit like that. Right, Star Wars is another good one. Right now, I am on a Jurassic Park kick. And I had just recently downloaded, it's a game that I always wanted to play and it always looked super fun, but I just never got around to it until a week or two ago. And I have not stopped playing it since. It is called Jurassic World Evolution. And it, if you are into like the, the ty- kind of like a, a Sims kind of game, this would definitely be the game that you would like. Uh, you basically build a park, build a theme park, and it gives you missions. Uh, you, you can either go for the science division, you can go for the entertainment division or the security division, and each each park has a, a kind of a kind of a challenge for you to do. And there's five islands for you to uh, make parks off of. And I just opened up the third one, which is pretty hard. It's it, it, it's basically like a failed park. And you have to sell everything and start from scratch. And it's, it, it's, it's really difficult, but it's super satisfying when you have, when you look at your park and you have, 25 dinosaurs all like eight different species species i said that weird and uh your your guess your park's at five stars and you have five thousand guests it's a it's a really it's a really fun game and i'm trying to look up how much it was but um, I think my wife looked it up. I think it was still up at sixty dollars. It is forty-five dollars. Oh, wow! Forty-five dollars for Jurassic World Evolution and sixty-nine dollars for the Premium Edition. I just bought the base edition. 
so I don't get all that cool premium content. But I would highly recommend getting it if you are an enjoyer of Jurassic Park, all five films, and, and or The Sims. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it is published and developed by Frontier Developments. And uh, I don't know what other games that they make. But it's it's a it's a really fun fun game. It's something that you definitely will not complete within I don't know fifteen to twenty hours. It's it, there's a lot of different variables to each island. Like one one island has a really bad storms frequently. Another island is perfect but it's a failed experiment i still have two more islands to go and i've put well over 15 20 hours into it i probably could have played done a little bit better if i was like actually focused on it but yeah it's a really it's a really fun game i would give it i'd give it a solid eight or nine out of ten and i would definitely try it and uh for the price it's at $45. I mean, you look at it and you're like, "Man, that's $45. It's a long it's a big game. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to it. And you can always go back and customize your your islands to make it to where it, it is visually appealing to you." So, that's that's my game that I wanted to put out there. Oh, thank you very much for that. That does sound fun. I'm WC will check it out. Um, eight out of ten. I uh, guess buy for forty-five. I guess that's a good. That's definitely a good rating. All right, Moon. You got any other games you want to throw in at us? Uh, just one more. Go and for it. this is this is a game that me and Willie have played together frequently called Rico. Uh, it's a first-person shooter, and you play as cops that go in to try to bust criminal gangs. Um, you have 24 hours to complete your mission of working your way up through the different bosses to get to the final boss. And one thing I thoroughly enjoyed about this game was that every time you go into a map, it's procedurally generated. So none of them are the same map twice. Um, and there's a ton of different objectives you have to do. You have to either find, you have to find stacks of money. You have to defuse bombs. You gotta um, uh, find evidence. You gotta find computers to break to unlock sealed doors. Some of them you have to do within a certain amount of time. Some of them won't let you complete it unless you get like say something crazy like a certain amount of headshots or whatever, you know, or kill all the enemies. And you start off with like just a basic pistol or whatever, but as you progress through the game, you can unlock way cooler weapons. Um, Grenades, flashbangs, and I think there's a riot shield. I'm not totally sure. I don't think um, we got through it long enough, <laughs> far enough to I, find one. Uh, we've actually never beat the final boss. Yeah, either. we've never actually we, got to beat it. We rushed. We just rushed through it so fast. But um, uh, what was I gonna say now? Oh, one, one aspect of this game that I think is super, super fun is that when you kick down a door at the same time as your partner, it puts you in slow motion mode. So you can enter a room 
and just basically, if you can do it right, you can clear the room before before it stops the slow motion. And that's pro- that's definitely the way to go because there is no healing unless you have. Oh, actually, there, there's there's big med kits and there's small med kits, but there not a lot of them. Um, but you do have revive tools. But if you use them, you have to buy them again at the at the beginning of each round if you have enough. Whatever their in-game currency is, I think it's. Um, oh, you remember what it is, dollars. Willie? I think it's just dollars. Merits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Merit, yeah, merits for their in-game currency. Um, it, it really makes you feel like you're doing a, a drug bust or a raid or something. It's 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 high intensity, and eventually, if you're taking too long. They re they call in reinforcements and they just keep coming at you. And me personally about the game, I really really enjoyed the grunting and the screaming from the thugs. <laughs> that those is were, a, those were that fun. doesn't sound a good thing to say. Like I enjoy the grunting. Uh, uh, no, that's that's uh, basically what it is. That, I mean, they literally just grunt and scream on their way to come try to smack you. It's really, it's really enjoyable. It, it's, it's a very, it very be. entertaining game, and I like playing it. All right, I get. It. I'm still on the fact that Willie enjoys the grunts of these men. <laughs> well, I mean, it happens. So it's on Steam for twenty bucks right now. I, I think it's worth twenty bucks. What about you, Willie? I think, I think it is. I think if you want to play a co-op, a, a pretty simplistic co-op game. That's kind of cheap and, and and fun, and it's got a, a lot, actually, of stories to it, a lot of missions. I would, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's good for the 20 bucks. I'd, I, me personally, I'd give it like a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I was going to say 7 or 8. I don't know if you guys cut off or we were done talking. No, I, we, I think done. we were done. We were done. All right, cool. I'm giving you guys like an extra 10 seconds. Just like, <laughs> maybe they'll come back. <laughs> no, we're done. We're done with All the right, reviews. So 7 out of 10 for 30 bucks. I like that. That's a, that's a good price. 20, Is it 20 bucks. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Oh, shit. You see, there's a cutoff right there. Anyway. 20 bucks for a 7 out of 10 game. That's a good deal. So uh, what I'm getting out of it, and this is my thing because I've never played it. It's basically Max Payne on first person, huh? I've never played Max Payne. Neither All right. Well, you guys in the comments below, you know, you can comment on these audio podcasts and whatnot. Let us know. Does it sound like Max Payne on first person? If so, or if not, let us know. Please and thank you. Anyway, now we will move on to the next section, my section, which on the last episode, we did it as a movie review. This episode, I'm going to do it as kind of a... A way to mentally stimulate a lot of people and in a sense that, you know, I come up with ideas all the time. I'm a very idea person. And while I was watching uh, this specific movie that some of you may have heard, some of you may have not. Have any of you seen Starship Troopers? Oh, my God. I love that. Is movie. that with the big bugs? Yes. 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 Oh, it is right. so good. So. While I was playing, you know, some some World War Z and whatnot, I was thinking, 
This would be badass if it wasn't set in the world of Starship Troopers, in a sense. Oh. Let, let me set you guys up. I know there was a game released back in the day, but that was back in the day. We need one now, and we need this movie movie franchise to be evolved into today's standards. Because it is still such a great movie, even though it was made back in like 1994 or something. Anyway, picture this. You, you set out... You're in your you're in the big sp- uh, spaceship that transports all the troops. You're playing. You're walking around. You're in the in the lounge. You're talking to people. You're creating relationships. You're let's say a squad leader of a certain squad in the Roughnecks. You're in Rico's group. Rico is one of the main characters in the first movie, who becomes leader of the Roughnecks. You're a squad leader of your own squad, and the object of the game is Rico is leader of the main group. He does his like suicide missions. You're there for support. That way, you could be part of the main story, but it doesn't have to necessarily infringe on all the canon there is. So, just picture Rico's group is dropped down. They call in for backup. You're coming down. You're like, all right, where well, are we dropping down? They give you the coordinates. You drop down there. As soon as you drop down there, fucking armies of bugs, these fucking four legged crawling motherfuckers. And all you gotta do is go at it, try to clear a pathway for Rico and his crew. This game. There is no winning. There is no surviving and killing all the bugs. And this, it's all about doing this specific mission to lower population. But in basics, you're helping Rico's crew do all this. So Rico's crew can be in a cave system. They're starting to get overrun. You find uh, a way they can escape. They follow the cave system to you. And all you're doing is defending this position, fighting bugs. Or you're part of a recon group. That Rico sends out to recon an area. And now you're in the middle of this shit. Finding a location to hide. Sniping, shooting. Like, they only have about three different types of guns in there. Which, if the game is fun and necessarily has a decent story, no one would mind. Like, oh, there's no variety of guns and all that. Get the fuck out of here. You're shooting a bunch of bugs. You're having mindless fun. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. You know, actually, now that you mentioned that, there was a game, an older game I played that only had the nostalgic weapons. Uh, that was that old Aliens versus Predators or whatever that was. If you uh. played as if you played as the Marines, you only had the one gun, the one main machine gun that they all had. I, I can't the pulse rifle or whatever it was called. I can't well, think I, of it. Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. Some alien yeah. fans typing in the comments like it's a fucking this and this gun. <laughs> I think it's called a pulse rifle, but I, I could be wrong. But then they also had, like, the heartbeat sensors and all that. But, you know, they stuck specifically to what you saw in in the movie, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think they should veer off towards the movie too much. You need what's in the movie to make it that kind of game. Because we want those machine guns that they had with an attachment on the bottom with the shotgun. But you can have those rocket-launching nukes that they barely use to clear big sections of bugs to maybe clear a pathway for all you guys to escape. And it's just fighting these bugs. And maybe the boss bugs are those big fucking roaches that shoot blue jizz up at the ships. Those like, you have to take down 10 of those. Fuck me. Are you serious? You're a roughneck. (laughs) Do what you have to do. Or or that that thing that like shot that lava acidy crap out of its forehead. Oh, no. Those those are the same bugs. Is it really? Yeah. They they shot the blue plasma up in the air. It wasn't blue plasma. It was like the blue plasma ones that shoot out their ass are the same ones that shoot that lava on their forehead. Oh, I must not have noticed. I noticed it because I'm like, oh, those are the same bugs that shoot that shit out their ass. (laughs) But yeah, no, they should definitely make a Starship Troopers game. I've been thinking about that. Imagine 
Battlefront graphics and World War Z gameplay, but in set in the Starship Troopers world, where you're like on planet Klindathu fighting the arachnids, trying to find a brain bug, fighting these roaches and all that. And, you know, they could add different types of ways to survive. Like, it, it basically, it would be World War Z, but in Starship Troopers world, which is what I think of, but with the Frostbite engine to add all those graphics and destructibility and whatnot. Now, don't I would, tell me. I would hands down purchase that. I would pre-order I would that shit. I would too. And, that and, would be so in cool. the game, have like a and not like a multi like a, a co-op, like what uh, World War Z has. Exactly, like you are a squad of four. You're like the baddest of the bad recovery team there is, and you have to recover and everything. And every time, and then like maybe it'd be like. There's one planet, but maybe if the story starts off like you're a kid in Earth right now, and then you see the you know how in the movie the bugs are able to send asteroids to Earth to cause problems. Mm-hmm. The bugs destroy sent an asteroid to Earth. You as a kid killed your family, and you're an orphan amongst other orphans from these bug attacks. Both all of you sign up to join the Federation, and you're sent to planet Glendathu. And this is the first hour of the game. You're like doing basic missions on the planet. No. Something happens and you end up like kind of in a sense having a record saying you're dead and decide and like it turns out Rico saved you from a shitstorm and the way you survived, he decided to take you in in the roughnecks, you and your squad. How no, badass would, would that be? That'd what would you cool. say about going into different planets, you know, where they all had uh, human outposts on different planets? Different planets with different like uh, uh, shit. What would we call it? Like variants, different. Ah, oh got hazards. Like one's an ice planet, so you have to keep track of your temperature. One's Ooh, a planet you, you can't go. breathe. And then there's yeah. bugs that, like, for some reason, evolved to survive on these planets. Yeah. Well, that'd be dope. But yeah, I don't want that, no elemental powers. Just like bugs that, like, if they survive no, in the cold, no they have elemental. like no, no element. That's not. They have like these. The harder shells to keep them warm on the inside. So you have to like specifically shoot one leg at a time instead of like try to blow them all up at once. Mm-hmm. Like change the tactics of your game. I like that. That's a good idea. Wait, so like like in uh, I never played these, but I know in Dead Space, different monsters had different ways that you had to beat them. Yes, yeah, exactly. You had to shoot like certain limbs off to kill them. Mm-hmm. Dead Space was a good good game. Yeah, I plan on yeah. playing that. Maybe also have that horror aspect from Dead Space. Like you're in a planet, you're walking around, you hear the bugs, but you don't see them, and you're wondering where the fuck are they? And then out of nowhere, you turn around, a bug's right in your face, and you're just blowing all hell from your gun trying to get away from it. Yeah. Or not only that, did you ever see the second one? Uh-uh, oh, I never played the, the second ones one. in the brains. But yeah, the brain, the ones that would go inside the human body, their bodies, and take control of them, and like actually kill them, but take control of the body. Say yeah, some of your squad mates get taken over by some of them, and then if you don't notice it soon enough, like eventually your entire squad gets taken over, and you're alone. And oh, I was also thinking maybe after each mission you get a cutscene. It would be that cutscene where you know in the movies they have that kind of commercial thing, and it's like, would you like to know more? I, and the yeah, options was... are learn more, uh, <laughs> politics, war, or continue game. And it, like, I was I was gonna bring that up too. Actually, they have to include that. They have to include that, and they have to have like so many video variants of that. And it ha- and it doesn't even have to be animated videos. 
It could be like live action scenes they acted out just for the game. Yeah, that would be cool. There you go, guys. That's my video game idea, a Starship's Trooper game. That, hands down, any developer that wants to take this idea, please take it. But, you know, give me some credit, even if it's like through an Easter egg. We found this on this podcast, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, now since my game idea is over and I, I am freshly tapped out of creativityness, we are now heading down to a Willie's section. Willie, what would you like to bring us up to? My section today is going to be the nostalgia and feelings that you have towards certain video games. So me personally, I have always been very, I was always heavily into Assassin's Creed. I brought it up earlier in the podcast. Um, I was very emotionally attached to Desmond Miles. The dude that basically was the guy throughout most of the series. And then it gets to the point where, spoilers now, we're going to do spoilers, he dies. I think at the end of three, three, um, the the third Ezio ser- trilogy, the third of the Ezio trilogy, and uh, it was really heartbreaking because you've basically followed this man through four episode, for four video games, and then all of a sudden you get to the point where, oh shit, these are actually like extraterrestrial beings. And then he dies. Like, uh, another one that I was very emotionally attached to was uh, Kingdom Hearts. When I was younger, I played Kingdom Hearts on the PlayStation 2. And I'll be honest, I cried at the end. I I cried. I was young. Don't judge me. And uh, it was a great game. I've I've always been into Disney. Disney's got their paws in so much stuff it's ridiculous they make the marvel movies and of course the 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 disney princesses and the and like toy story toy story and pixar uh disney and pixar with toy story can't wait till toy story 4 comes out but those have always been my favorite is toy story the the four the three so far probably the fourth um you just get certain games where you get emotionally attached to a character and then when it dies, when they die or the game is over, you just it, it kind of takes a piece of your soul with it. Have you guys played ever played a game like that? Never a game that took a piece of soul from me, a game that a nostalgia game that added to my soul that gave me a new perspective on life never i finished a game and uh shit that that took a piece of my soul for me well see like me it's just for me i i i don't know i get i'm a very emotional guy so i get the same way with like movies and tv shows like uh in the office i've cried a few times even as a, a an adult I have cried like when when Michael Scott left 
and they did the uh, the the rent nine whatever the the minutes nine hundred ninety whatever they did that little thing that made me cry just because it was the, the end of an era. One of my favorite characters is now gone, and the the TV show is not going to be the same, and it wasn't. And then I did cry again at the very end of the show when Dwight is getting ready for his um, wedding with Angela and Jim's like, man, I'm sorry, but I can't be your best man. And then Dwight turns around and he sees Michael there and he said, oh my gosh, I can't believe you came. And then Michael, of course, says that's what she said. And you just get so attached to characters in movies, TV shows, video games, that to me, it's like, okay, uh, a little bit of my soul doesn't die, but a little bit of my soul goes out to that character. I can bring up a TV show that made me feel that way. Um, one of my all-time favorite TV shows is Futurama. And I can't think of a better way they could have possibly ended Futurama with with that final episode. Have you guys ever watched it? I've never actually watched Futurama. I'm trying to remember that final episode. I, re- I remember seeing it. Uh, is it with uh, has something to do with time travel, right? Yes. Um, so, basically... The professor comes up with a time-traveling button that'll send you back in time 10 seconds, but it takes 10 seconds to recharge, so you can you can only hit it. You can only hit it every 10 seconds, but you're going to relive the same 10 seconds. Um, uh, Fry gets a hold of it and comes up with some scheme. Uh, him and Bender go to a jewelry store or whatever, and... Basically steal a, a bunch of diamonds from a dude because they keep hitting the button and eventually he makes a giant diamond ring and ends up proposing to Leela and by the time by the time you get to the end of the series Brian Leela are finally starting to kind of be together and so he has this a whole elaborate scheme to propose to Leela on the top of the tallest tower in New York, New, New York. And he wants to keep hitting that button to relive the moment over and over again. But something goes completely wrong. Um, and the button gets smashed. But And the entire universe gets frozen in time, except for Fry and Leela. And then they go through all these cut, these scenes of them growing old together and traveling the world and doing all this stuff and then at the very end of the episode they meet back at the spot where Fry was supposed to propose to Leela and everything's still set up because time was frozen and they start um, you know reminiscing about their past because they're a couple old farts now and um Throughout throughout their life, there was like this little rip in time that you kind of saw flying around. 
but you, they never really knew what it was until the moment where they finally got to the top of that building when they're in their old age and a portal opens up and the professor steps out and he said that he's been traveling through time and space or whatever looking for the time button and Fry pulls it out of his pocket he's like oh I tried fixing it and I think I just made it worse and he's like you fix it uh, whatever and so the professor fixes the button but he says if I press this button everything gets reset so basically the very last episode where he hits that button resets the entire show. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, I like that. I was like that that is got to be one of the best endings to a TV show is that you can just watch it again. Like it, that's basically what it tells you to do. It's just the story just resets. Just watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. There there was a lot, like you said, dude, you know, you get attached to all these characters throughout all the seasons and the movies. And and that was just such a good episode. You get, you, you just watch the same movies over and over and you kind of get attached to the, some of these characters. And when you finally see that it's over, it's kind of like, man, I really wish that I could experience this again without, knowing what I was getting into. Like, I wish I could forget the entire game, TV, movie, and just do it all over again. Yeah. And I'm surprised that Futurama even got to that point, considering how many times they've been canceled. Considering what? How many times that show has been canceled. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm in a, I'm in a bit of a rut with you guys. I have no clue about that feeling of lost of a little bit of a soul in a sense because i've finished shows how i met your mother sons of anarchy etc etc there's those are the main shows that i really remember right now uh it's it's never to a point where they end and i feel sad it's more like they end and i like i take something with me i don't lose something with them i take the 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 uh, damn, what was it? It's a word, a specific word I'm looking for. The thought and the, not the sentiment, what they say about the real world in certain episodes that matter at that time and can still be applicable in today. Because the, the thing, the thing for me is I take, I take somewhat knowledge from the TV shows in the sense that they bring up good points in certain situations. It's like, it's something you can, take with you and you know it, it could be always a part of you it doesn't i necessarily don't leave my soul with the show i i take the show's soul with me if that makes any sense with you guys yeah it, I get it, it. you kind of absorb it but yes i just it, to me i guess it like it, like you kind of get in depth like like you kind of dive into a movie a TV show, a video game, and it's like I would give anything to be in this show. I would give in anything to be in this video game and live this life and and be a part of this uh, this world. Like uh, an anime that I'm watching right now for the second time. It's called uh, High School XD, and aka uh, Teenage Lolliporn. Eh, eh. <laughs> 
it's that's that's a plus but it's got a great story to it man i mean a weird off kid in high school everybody kind of picks on him him and his two friends and uh he basically just stumbles upon some chick comes up to him and says hey uh i've been watching you for a while uh will you if you're single can you be my boyfriend he's like yeah i thought i was gonna be a virgin the rest of my life and then turns out she's a she's a fallen angel kills him and then some chick that he goes to high school with is a devil and brings him back as a devil and now he has stupid powers like man and and he gets to see titties all the time who doesn't (laughs) want that I would like to be reborn as a dude with a bunch of bomb ass powers and see titties on the regs. That's the life. <laughs> you probably have some shitty strip clubs where you're from then. I don't have any strip clubs from where I am. Damn. And if we do have strip clubs, they can't get naked. But it's it's just one of those like you you get so immersed into a in a a story that you kind of find similar a similar thing between you and the main character like with Issei in high school XD Usei Issei Usei I say we say we all say she say. Uh... And, uh, anyway, anyway, go on. And uh, I don't know where that was fucking going. Um, he was this—he was the weird kid in school. He got picked on by everybody. None of the girls wanted to fuck with him. Um, the guys thought he was just a, a fucking loser. And that was—that was basically me in high school. And this kid is now a fucking badass. Man, I'd, I'd give my left testicle to be a fucking where he is right now. But just not even that. Just that and certain video games where it's like, man, this 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 world that they've created is amazing. I, I would thoroughly love to experience it just for a day, you know? And it's kind of, it's 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 kind of a it's kind of an emotional side to video games. It's just not, uh, yeah, I'm having fun, but you kind of get attached to characters. I get it. I see it. We've all been there. We've all had that. I'm the type that just takes it with me, not leaves it there. Moon, you have anything for it? As we were talking, I did kind of remember a game that that got me kind of kind of emotional, and that was the ending of Mass Effect 2, when your entire ship's crew gets taken by the Reapers, and they get put into these machines, and if you can't get to them fast enough, they die in front of your face, and there's nothing you can do about it. And like yeah. that was just like one of the first games I played where it's like I didn't get I didn't get to you guys fast enough. Like you guys put your lives on the line 
for your captain and crew and I failed you because I couldn't save you. It's like, that was such a low blow. But to me, yeah, but it makes you want to play the game again and get to that point where you save everyone. Yeah, for sure. And not only that, in that in that final battle, um, if you choose the wrong characters to do the wrong things, they also die. Your own teammates die, and you you're the one who sent them to their death. Look, I got really lucky and sent the right people on all the right missions, side side quests and whatnot in that last one, so none of my team died. But I came to find out later, if you sent the wrong person in the wrong spot, they were going to die, and then they wouldn't make it to the end of the game. Yeah. And that's I think that's a good dynamic for a game. I love those kind of games. The butterfly where, effects? Yes. Or whatever decision you make affects the outcome of the game it, but like uh, in, in that sense you send somebody on a mission on a, on a different mission that, and, and they're either good with it or they die and then they at the end of the game they, they're, they're not there anymore I, I enjoy that I like that it kind of brings a, a dynamic like it makes you think about what you need to actually do to try to bring the best outcome. Well, that is a great segment, Willie. Thank you for bringing that up to all of us. And now we are finally at the end, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our ending discussion is our our hopes and dreams for this podcast. I'm, I'm gonna let the guys start this off. Willie, what 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 do you aspire this podcast to be? My aspirations for this podcast would be that I want to make this something that everyone is going to remember. Something that people are going to listen to and be like, oh, yeah. I, I really, I really, I, I really get what they're saying. I, re- I really feel the same way. And, or that that in in 10 years in in 5 10 years whatever we are going to be a household name hey did you guys listen to the the new still news podcast oh yeah man have you oh yeah and then they have a discussion about it and 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 we just build three people that have never met each other in real life yeah yet Yes, Moon and I, Moon is coming down to to see me uh, this week. He's leaving tomorrow, um, and I want to these three people that have never met each other in real life, and we make something that is great. Like I want, I want to be a. a, a we got merch. We got we got a radio station that we all live by that we all meet up with every day come up with ideas and 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 bring bring people in have guests have have well-known guests and 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 not not forget the little people not not forget the the people that brought us here and interview just a, a whole bunch of relevant people 
and have fun doing it. That's my main thing. Have fun doing what we do. And I enjoy doing the podcast. And these guys are my best friends. I want to I want to grow with these guys. Make a make a business of this and uh ultimately retire super fucking young and 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 go on trips. That's that's what that's what I'd like to do. Make a business of this and retire retire young. Mom? I honestly don't have anything to add to that. I mean, that he pretty much hit the nail on the head right there. I, 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 I said he pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Um, being able to create and hopefully inspire others to create games or movies or write books, you know, get get something that they want out there to be seen and maybe um, maybe we can inspire a whole new generation of video game makers and video or uh, movie producers and, and directors and writers and because that would be really cool to know that someone heard one of your ideas and actually ended up bringing it to life somehow Starship Troopers games guys I'm waiting for it 2020 <laughs> let's go 2020. No, I want it in 2017. That's how quickly I want that game. Should have been out already. Should have been out. Should have, could have, would have. But now, but now that Yuli brought that up, we have it time stamped. And if it comes out within the next year or two, he better be getting royalties, motherfuckers. Fuck yeah, we better be getting that royalty check. I don't care if it's 10 cents a game. I want that check. <laughs> what? You know what? Just send me free copies of the game for all the platforms that come out in the future. That's all I would want. Just a free copy of the game for all platforms. Maybe two free copies. I was going to go. I was going to stick with the 10 cents a game, but okay. Got to nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I like the free game better than 10 cents. But the thing is, if you if you do 10 cents a game and you spend 60 bucks on the game, you get the game, plus you get money. I get my 10 cents back. Yeah. Yeah, nah, nah, I want the free game. I want to, I don't know, we haven't, I don't know, I just, I'd rather see the creation than get credit, in a sense. I would, I would like to, I mean, the thing is, yeah, you get to see the creation, but that just it, it, it I, I feel like all three of us have really good ideas for shit and if if one of us gets our idea on a fucking actual game and we get compensated for it we could we could buy we could buy good good audio equipment good PCs we could get we could buy Fucking planks. Well, who's to say by the time that that happens, we won't already be there and won't need it? Everybody needs money. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, that's that's that. I I am in the line of. Well, I guess just because I am, you know, a cook and I've helped train people come up, and there's two of them that I'm proud of that are becoming Michelin star cooks, and someone is actually running a Michelin star kitchen. I'm not going to say which one or where. Where are they at? I think that just seeing them succeed in the way they're doing everything makes me proud because I helped them find this passion and, and goddamn that they develop a passion. So if someone like takes our ideas and out there, 
I don't need the recognition. I just want to see the passion they put into it and the creation come to fruition. That's that's on me. I don't I don't I don't think like I've never been money is everything kind of person, but that's just me. Um, my plans and hopes for this is just to create a franchise of sorts where we the, we do the podcast. I'm starting to develop more video on YouTube. I I don't know how I'm gonna release it or if I'm gonna have a schedule. But then we got the streaming. I want this podcast to be part of a bigger franchise that includes all of us and we all have our own different routes and setup but we always come back to here to to just collaborate and talk about the different things we have or the different ideas or the things we've experienced that's that's my hope and dream for this podcast and and i think we are all basically on the same page um we all want the same thing. We all want to make this something special. And it's going to get there. Whether you guys out there listening want it or not, it's going to be fucking special. And I hope to, uh, I hope that we all, we all have fun doing it, which so far it is. And that, uh, we will always, 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 regardless of what happens, stay who we are. Because we're some badass motherfuckers. And that is a great way to end this episode, this podcast right here. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you enjoy a great day. And go get your princess. She's in another fucking castle. Go, run off, get the fuck out of here. Get your sword, get your shield, get your guns, whatever. Get ready to, to go save her. Go, go. Fuck off. Fucking out of here. Bye, Deuces. everyone. Damn it.